0: I kind of came into hip-hop not really as a photographer, but more as a parent. Um, my son and a number of his friends, when they were kind of between the ages of 12 and 13, um, got very interested in breakdancing and hip-hop and music. And there was, um, in Santa Fe, there's not many opportunities to be exposed to hip-hop culture and, and you know, other than the radio and the media um, the, these my son and his friends asked me to take them to a concert uh, and I wasn't sure at first but then I actually I realized that I was the only parent that was kind of willing to do it and they kept coming back to me to ask me to do it and I then I finally agreed of course you know here they are 12 and 13 years old it's a school night and they want me to drive to Albuquerque which is you know 70 miles away and to top it off when I got to the theater um, you know, about eight, nine o'clock at night, the kids said, Okay, Dad, you know, pick us up at two. And I said, And, you know, I just There's no way I was going to leave, drop these kids off and, and, and pick them up, you know, and, and later. Um, I didn't know much about hip hop. In fact, I didn't know anything about hip hop. Um, I was kind of a victim of uh, media, I think. Um, in terms of my misconceptions about the genre. Um, I had no understanding about the differentiations between gangster rap and hip-hop, um, what goes on at these things. You know, is it violent? Is it scary? Are they gonna, something going to happen? You know, what is the extent of drug use? And, you know, just all the things I, I read about in the paper. So I, I went. And in a way, that night kind of changed everything for me. Um, I sat there, I, I watched this group of, of young people of, of all ages, various races, various economic groups, various, you know, class. There was this incredible transcendence of, of everything, and here everyone was together kind of rallying around the music, there was incredible good energy. And I was just kind of amazed, you know, watching this thing. And I was also amazed about how many of the kids came over to me. It seemed as almost that everyone was equally concerned that I was comfortable. And they were not only concerned about these kids, but they were concerned about me as well. And I was just blown away, and I was impressed. And, and I didn't reflect much on it at the time other than... It was an incredibly positive experience for me, and I know it was a very positive experience for these kids. What was your opinion of the music? How did you find the music? <laughs> when I talk about this to other people, I say, you know, it might sound ironic, but I didn't hear anything. I just felt it. It's as if somebody was actually literally taking their fists and pounding it on my chest. I mean, the, the bass, and, and I think many of us, you know, I think anyone who drives has experienced, you know, sitting at a red light and having a car come up somewhere, either next to them or behind them or three cars back, and your car starts vibrating with, with the bass of, of their music. Um, it was kind of shocking being at my first concert and, and experiencing the, the bass and rattling my brain and my body. And, and I, I really recall really trying to hear words but I couldn't make any words out. I just like it was like boom, boom, boom. It was just like pounding on me. Um, but I loved the rhythm and I loved the beats. And I and I and you know you know your head your head starts nodding right away. You know whether you could hear the lyrics or not. Of course, the lyrics have, have grown very important to me. And, and in fact, the lyrics have a lot to do with why I pursued the the photographs there's a lot of there was a lot of difficulty getting permission and and you know where I could really work freely in those first few concerts I was I was maybe working a little more surreptitiously um, I was grabbing pictures so to speak you know shooting quickly feeling I didn't have like all the time in the world and I better shoot now because I'm going to get you know thrown out of here or something like that but it wasn't until actually there was open communication between myself and the theater and the artists and I was kind of given this, um, just really kind of amazing, this, you know, total access, um, especially given the fact um, that I, I don't know if you realize it, but I, I only work from the stage. And and when I actually decided early on that I was going to do this work, part of that decision was that I wanted to try to photograph from the point of view of the artist's Um And most other images I've seen, um, which is mostly in magazines and things, you know, they're basically taken from below the stage and, you know, they're basically pictures of them. And I really wasn't interested in taking pictures of them as much as I was taking, interested in taking pictures about them and about the music. And the crowds are so fantastic. I also wanted the crowd as my background rather than the stage as my background. When I'm in the darkroom making these prints, I am absolutely blasting the music of the performers that I'm printing. And I guess in a way that helps psych myself up to try to make the prints right. And you see some of the prints are darker than others, some of the prints are, have more contrast, some of them are, you know, they're printed with different palettes actually in the dark room, I'm using my hands I'm using my eyes I'm using my you know my sense of touch my hands are in the chemicals and you know you have a lot of senses going but you know I think what's coming into my ears has a whole lot to do is what's coming out of my hands In your statement you referenced um, some of your inspiration for the hip-hop photos can you talk more about that? When I you know going back to the beginning of of thinking about doing you know this work music photography to to make a generalization, um, again, my training really was, and i don 't use this word to be um, a snob, you know, but my training was kind of more into the fine art aspect of photography, and I was trained very traditionally, you know more within kind of the Ansel Adams approach to not only you know control over exposure and development but also making prints that had a certain look and a certain feel and that usually translated into you know images having to have 154 shades of gray and detail in the whites and detail in the blacks and you know there's this prescribed formula on how things needed to be and in a way that was my training and it took me a long time to kind of reject that not that i don't respect that but in a way in my own work to start making images that look and felt differently. And and the work that I turned to was the work of the photographer um, named Roy de Carava. The A book that he did in the 50s, it's a book called The Sound I Saw. It's a book of jazz musicians and jazz photographs. and And that was the book that I not only turned to then, that I continue to turn to, and in making the prints for this exhibition, I I turned to it again, and I sat with it uh, long and hard before I went to the dark room and crafted uh, the the prints for this show. Um, in a way, that body of work gave me the the artistic strength to make some of the prints um, quite dark. Some of them, you know too contrasty, less contrasty, to work with the palette in the way that I did. Um, you know, it was comforting to me to be able to turn to that book. It did give me artistic strength to, 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 to pull this off in a way, it, it, to, to not only say, you know, this is something that I think I can do and I think I can try, but it also gave me guidance in in the actual individual prints, they're they're very much um, from his inspiration.